Hey everybody, it's Carl Fobos back here at Immortals Inc. Podcast. We're doing another follow-up podcast <laughs> to our original. No, I had some stuff after the winter break. I took uh, I took some time and uh, figured we'd schedule a few podcasts, bring in some other guests, and uh, see what's going on. But today I have, or now today I have John Dunn. Hey, Carlos. Thanks for having me. <laughs> How you doing? I've been on a couple of your podcasts before, but I think this is the first time we've done video. So, oh, yeah. Ooh, wild so this, times. This is what he looks like. Yeah, scary. <laughs> so everybody says face for radio. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, John. <laughs> no, I get that. But uh, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Savage Worlds, right? Yeah, I think that's what we wanted to talk okay. about tonight. Yeah, well, let me, get some, uh, let me get some plugs out here since you guys were yelling at me. I didn't have any plugs going on. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know, but we can get Reaper miniatures now. I got an account with those guys. Awesome. You know what? I have that figure at home. That is an awesome model. It is. Yeah, it's oversized. It's pretty tall, isn't it? Yeah, it's... Nine it's, inches tall, so... And about, taller than the box it comes in. Pretty fantastic bang for the buck. Yeah, Reaper comes with... Reaper... Uh, Reaper's an old... Is it old school? How old do you think Reaper is? Oh, Reaper certainly goes back to the 70s. Yeah, so Reaper miniatures, they come up with a whole lot of cool miniatures. Yeah, ReaperMini.com. Uh, we can special order everything they have. We can, we're going to start carrying a line of it, too. So I'm going to start bringing it into the store so cool. we have it online. Or um, what is it, on demand or in stock, I guess. <laughs> but anything that's on there, we already had a couple special orders done. So they came in. They're pretty good turnaround time. It said, like, allow three weeks for delivery, but it came in in about five days. Yeah, they're out so. of Texas. So I think yeah, that's, you're probably looking at the time it takes UPS to get it from there to here. I think what they when they say that long time, I think it's international is what they're talking about. Okay. It's not too bad, but yeah, they came pretty good. But they have a uh, pretty good selection of. It's not resin. Yeah, it's resin. It's a resin. Yeah, they're, they're bones materials. Yeah, their resin. bones is resin, and then uh, they're special. They have a whole line of metal miniatures. You know, it's what do they use? Pewter. Pewter. Yeah. Not lead anymore, because God, yeah. God forbid. We'd all, all die. Yeah, we'd all die from the terribleness of it. But Reaper minis, we can get those now. Come in and if you want them. Uh, we also got some. I'm pushing. I'm starting to get in more dice from different uh, different kinds of dice, different kind of companies. We have the heavy D20s, which are metal dice. Uh, we have a whole rack of them out there. I've replaced yeah. it once I think so those far. Those are my fault, aren't they? Aren't those? Yeah, you're the one. Actually, Carlos. you're the one. Yeah. Oh, cool. Would you get me some more of them? Yeah, and I ended up getting a whole rack, yeah. and they came in, and Josh is yelling at me, "Those aren't going to sell." And then, yes, you did, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did, Josh. I owe a hundred dollar pair of Only a hundred. What the alligator bone ones? Aluminium, as you say in Australia. Uh, Aluminium, yeah. Cool. I, he, that's Jen. That's a whole other story of why I won't go with him just dice shopping anymore. Also, they got a uh, less. Well, they, these aren't too bad. It's twelve bucks for two d twenties, and they're metal. They're kind of cool. I mean, they're actually when, really when the cool. GM kills your character. You can knock them out with them. Yeah, shit. <laughs> If you have very angry players, you shouldn't allow them to have them. They will hurt. Or if you have a very soft table. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wood or something you want to keep, say, in a family heirloom. Don't throw these on it. Spend the buck on a dice tray, right? Uh, Serious Dice came out. This is kind of a cool concept. I didn't realize what it was. I just kind of ordered them because they were new. They got a whole set. But uh, very nice dice. They're, they're fairly big. They're pretty you know, standard yeah, standard. Yeah, but you can see the numbers. Like, yeah. I don't have my glasses on. I can still read all these numbers. So that's pretty For good. The middle-aged gamer. Yeah. For, the, <laughs> yeah. For those that don't want to admit they're getting old. But uh, also, what I liked is it comes with two, two d20s. Yeah. So, so when you have advantage in D and D fifth edition. Yeah, it's very. Specific. You don't have to roll one die twice. Yeah, and it's two different colors, so you can always call out which one you know. So that way, when those players try to say. 
Oh, it was that day. No, yeah, it was. Sure was. You liar. And of course, this weekend, Ravnica Allegiance just released Magic the Gathering. You play that, don't you, John? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I started playing Magic in 91 at Gen Con when it came out. And I stopped playing when I sold my collection to build a new computer. Well, there you go. A long time ago. <laughs> also not this century. Like a traveler computer, right? Seven tons of hardware. Exactly, yeah. Something nice and light. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I don't know much about it, Josh. Is this got, what kind of hypes it got so far? Pretty solid again, yeah. Rap, yeah. Shocklands, Black, Urbac, yeah. Ravnica, Allegiance. So I, I always like to wait a few weeks. Everybody either says, oh, this set. Everybody always says this set sucks when it comes out and then <laughs> goes out the door. I don't know. I thought it was pretty awesome that Wizards finally got around to publishing a magic setting for D&D. But uh, I, I think pretty much exhausts my knowledge of it. <sighs> yeah, I think it's going to take time for that to click on. It's like one of those Quite things. Possibly. It'd take a minute for everybody to jump into it. Like, what's cool was they did it unofficially for a couple of years. Did they? Is it one unofficial? This is the first official yeah, release. Is right. this so unofficially they did it for a while? I think so they, they kind of baited it for maybe for a little bit. Too. Yeah, they kind of let into it. At least three years. Three years. I don't they doubt did it. it once for each, like, major set, I, I would have liked to see them. Like yeah, I would have liked to see that as an official release. Shadows yeah. of Innistrad or Avacyn re- restored. Yeah. Strahd, yeah, but it's not. It's I don't know. I think I think Innistrad's a little darker. Sure, absolutely. But you know that's what I like. But I'm weird that way. So John's back on. John Dunn. He's here to talk about. John's been running some one shot adventures for us for the yeah, last few so I've weeks. Yeah, been doing and, Savage Worlds. Actually, I think since October, I've been doing kind of a bi weekly uh, game night where I bring in bunch of different characters let people pick through them and then just run a one-night adventure using that and i've been doing a different setting with each one um uh, i'm trying to remember i did kind of a generic fantasy one uh i did a rippers one which is this victorian uh horror setting where the characters kind of take monster pieces and graft them onto their bodies and then use that to hunt down even more horrific things uh yeah you know like what why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you, if you need to see in the dark, you take a werewolf's eyes and pop them in your head instead of the ones no, you had. see, that's, that's bizarre. Vampires, I can see that. I see that going really south really Oh, quick. that's the point. The more oh, you, the more you uh, do with it, the crazier you get. Well, Josh, you'll be pretty safe, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> creepy. Um, so, the, the thing about Savage Worlds, so it's it's kind of a generic system, right? And I mm-hmm. may may have put the cart before the horse there by getting into the settings. Yeah, tell us about Savage Worlds. So Savage Worlds, it's kind of a generic system. Uh, it was originally, it's published by Pinnacle, and they're best known for their Deadlands yes. campaign setting, yes. which is kind of a fantasy western setting, lots of zombies. Is that still active? Oh, yeah. Is it? And, okay. But now they publish it for Savage Worlds. Uh, they created a miniatures game based on Deadlands. It was called The Great Rail War. Yes. Many years ago. Yes. And they used the system that they came up with for the Great Rail Wars to eventually become the basis of Savage Worlds. And the idea was they wanted a game system that, and this is their mantra now, was fast, furious, fun. So you don't have to spend a lot of time looking at a lot of charts. Instead, you've got a small, concise character sheet, tells you what you need to do, you throw some dice, and things happen works fine with minis also works fine without i'm not a real big minis guy when it comes to rpgs 
plenty of big minis guy when it comes to a war game, but when it comes to a role-playing game, yeah. I don't want to spend the time trying to figure out which figure I need for which monster. I just want to, you know, tell the story. I, yeah, yeah, that's better. You know, because once you bring miniatures and charts and things into the game, especially newer players or casual yeah, players, like, oh, you know. It, it slows things down. It now i got to think yeah. or move or walk. But So is this the whole rule book right here? So this was the Explorer's Edition. That's the whole rule book. Uh, this provided basically everything you needed. Uh, this one's probably about five, six years old now, and this was, I think, the third edition of the game. Mm. Uh, then they, a couple of years later, they came out with the deluxe edition, very comparable to Explorers, just kind of a repackage. Uh, the neat thing about both of these was they were $10 books. Yeah, I was going to say so, they're, they're cheap. Yeah, so it was... Usually uh, I get a, like when I get these in, I get a pack of them, and I'm like surprised because like I, I don't play Savage Worlds, but sure. like a lot, of, a lot of people do, but I get like a, a pack of them, which are like five or six. And they sell out, and then oh, before yeah. I know it, they're gone. I'm like, well, well, the thing about it is a ten dollar role at, play at game. A ten dollar role playing game. I, as the GM, you know, if I've got players, I don't mind buying an extra copy and saying, "Here, right? Yeah, it's yeah. ten bucks. That way, you've got the rules. You've got time to read it at home, and you're not trying to borrow my copy or dog ear it or whatever. I'm just like, okay. Well, uh, they did come out with a newer edition. They just kickstarted it. Uh, Back in October, it raised half a million dollars on Kickstarter. Oh, really? So, yeah. <laughs> so that one's going to be coming out, I think, in print in, like, June. Uh, they've just been going through the final beta passes and everything. Uh, I think the print candidate was just announced. Uh, hmm. And that one's a little thicker. Hard, uh, softback still? Uh, I believe they're doing both. Actually, no, I think they're just doing hardcover on it. But really? the price goes up as well. Well, so. that's what I figured. Yeah. Uh, Are they gonna keep... I don't know the page, final page count on it, but it's certainly going to be a lot more than 10 bucks. Yeah. So while that's... this one's still in distribution, if somebody's looking at sticking their toe in the game system, I'd recommend trying to pick up a copy of that one now while it's still available yeah. because 10 buck entry fee versus larger entry fee. Much, much better. Um, the other thing that they do is they do companions um, for different types of play. Horror companion, science fiction companion. Do you need those to run the game if it's a horror game, or is it just it add depends. extra rules? If you if you're going to develop your own setting, it gives you a lot of different options. Like the horror companions got a ton of different monsters in it. Um, like right, so like the creature section is you know that much of the book. Oh. So you know that's a more than half of the book. Yeah, well over half. So you know there's a there's a spine demon. Here's a uh, haunted car, uh, information on police, skeletal animals. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff in there. Mm -hmm. But then it also gives you rules like, say, you want to have a sanity system or things like that. Um, they come out with a lot of different setting books. I started to talk about Rippers uh, earlier, which is one of their dark settings. Uh, Savage Tales of Horror was a series of books that I worked on. There's three in this set that's also... A pinnacle publication um, and the neat thing about these is that they're all pretty much one-shot adventures so I think this one this was volume two like I said there were three volumes this has uh, five different adventures in it and they're all you know pretty solid adventures they're gonna uh -huh. take a few nights to go through that you probably cram them into one night so what's uh, it's 24 bucks 25 bucks that's, that's not bad cover. yeah that's There's a hard also cover. A paperback version of it that so that's like five bucks less yeah so that's like five bucks an adventure yeah Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And then you do need the horror companion for this? No, though? that one no. I think you can do just with the core rules. Oh, so you can get a whole system with adventures for $20, 35 bucks. Exactly. Yeah. That's not bad. 
Uh, and yeah, it's a solid setup. And then, and I hate to cut you off like yeah. that, but uh, the Savage World is an open system, so you can. There's a whole bunch of different Savage World stuff to go with it, right? Like, so, I should say that it's not an open system. It's a generic system. What did you it's use? It's a generic system. Yeah. Yeah. So, so open so, system means anybody can do stuff with it, like Fate or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's not what I meant at all. Yeah. Open. I meant that it's a generic system. And they can have writers from different genres do whatever they want in that yeah, system. So okay. there's different. There's a couple of different ways people can publish for it. Originally, mm-hmm. uh, Pinnacle published their own stuff, and like I said, Deadlands is their big yes. setting. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. had uh, Fifty Fathoms, which is a pirate uh, yes. fantasy pirate setting. Okay. They had Rippers, which was their dark Victorian horror setting. Um, they had a license to do Space 1889. So you could. I did see that, yeah. Yeah, so you know, travel That's an between old Earth and Mars and. In boats. <laughs> exactly. And it's basically sailing ships, Victorian style, uh, to colonize the planet and protect, you know, those indigenous peoples from themselves, right? <laughs> well, you gotta. Somebody's gotta. <laughs> there you go. My God, look at them. <laughs> but, um, they did. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think the guy, not Conan, but the. The same guy that wrote Conan did uh, Warlord of Mars. Uh, actually, Edgar I think Rodriguez Rice. is doing that. Oh, but, are they? Uh, no, the Conan was Howard, and Howard had a kind of a witch hunter guy, and I can't think of his name at the moment. Uh, I just saw the crappy movie on TV. Yeah, that crappy movie. Um, That's the one. Man. Solomon Kane. Solomon Kane. Yes. Yep. So there's a whole book of Solomon Kane. Bam. Stuff. <laughs> uh, they did. They got a license from WizKids and did Pirates of the Spanish Main. Oh, really? Which is kind of yeah, it's kind of a neat one there. Um, it's an oddball one. They've done a lot of different things. Um, a lot of stuff with zombies. That's one of their big shticks. Really. Yeah, that's. But then the other thing is Pinnacle uh, licenses out the setting to other companies. Or this rule system to other companies. That's so, I, I think that's what I, I meant. Think that by may have been where you're going. So Reality Blurs was uh, one company that did a couple of things early on. They did a RunePunk setting, mm-hmm. which was uh, very much very steampunk, but with a lot of cross genre stuff in it. Mm-hmm. They got a license from Chaosium and produced Realms of Cthulhu, which is very much Call of Cthulhu using the Savage World system. Uh, another company is Triple Ace Games. They've got a uh, setting called Hellfrost, which is kind of a fantasy in the midst of an ice age. Uh, and uh, Real specific stuff. Yeah, they yeah. have a Necropolis 2350, which is you know, a distant future sci-fi setting where humanity is struggling against a mass undead force. Okay. Um, and then my own company, Meliorvia, has published some stuff for Savage Worlds as well. Uh, Accursed is our one is our biggest product uh accursed is a uh, dark fantasy setting where the player characters are uh monsters that were transformed by witches basically the good guys already lost the war and the bad guys kind of abandoned their armies and left them behind and now you're one of those creations from them and you're trying to survive in this world and decide if you want to try to redeem yourself and save humanity or embrace your monster nature so definitely turn of the century horror type stuff kind frankenstein of, uh, frankenstein, frankenstein werewolf, part of yeah. it. werewolf uh, vampires ghosts lizard men 
Uh, World of Morden was an expansion for that that we did. Uh, just adding more depth to the setting, adding a little more detail to a lot of the different places, more adventure hooks, uh, oh, a little more cool. talk about the day. Yeah, I've read through it. And, and then we also did Thin Blue Line, a Detroit police story, which is a... Which I find kind of cool. Thank you. Which would have been Cleveland, but Detroit will work too. <laughs> so my buddy, uh, Jason Marker, was the lead writer and lead creator behind that. This was kind of his love story to Detroit, which is Ours where he from lives. Detroit, yeah. And uh, I, I like this idea that, it's, yeah, you're basically spirit hunting or ghost hunting. That's pretty much it, yeah. You're police officers in the Corktown Precinct, which is the least funded precinct in all of Detroit. Oh, yeah. Where they send, you know, the guys who've washed out everywhere else. And then once <laughs> they get there, they find out that, oh, and by the way, you need to handle all the ghosts and supernatural stuff that's going down you in ever, this whole town. I know this came out before that became, but you ever see the show? This is what it reminds me of, of uh, oh, my God. Battles Evil, Frank Battles Evil. I've heard it's of it. It's on, oh, my God, I can't. Sci-fi? No, it is on, not Netflix. What's the other one? Hulu. Hulu. Okay, I'll it's check uh, it out. Stan versus Evil. Yeah. He's basically a sheriff in a small town that's got a ghost problem. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, he's so miserable, and it just, it's, it's pretty funny. It's a funny, it's low budget. Yeah. But it's a funny show. Awesome. It's pretty good. But this came out before that did. Okay. But that's what it reminds. Me. If you like that show, you'll like the Thin Blue Line. Cool. So, but as I, I'm just trying to get, yeah, no, you know, the, give perspective. Yeah. Good way to do it. Yeah, but that's cool. But, uh, yeah, you like, uh, I don't know where to go from there, but no, no. Savage so, Worlds, yeah. The thing about Savage Worlds, well, you know, I mean, we talked ahead. about the game system a little yeah, bit. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, character creation's pretty quick. Basically, you've got five attributes, and the attributes are all measured in die types. And so it ranges from a D4 up to a D12, D4, D6, D8, D10, D12. These are the attributes, right? Those are your attributes, and then you also have skills. And the cost of the skill is going to be based on whether it's higher or lower than the than the associated attribute. Most of the time you're not rolling your attribute, you're just rolling the skill, and you throw whatever die type that is, and you need a four. If you don't have the skill, you're rolling a d4 minus two. It sounds bad, oh. but the thing about it is, is the dice explode. So if you roll a four on a d4, you get to roll again and add to it. Oh, okay. If you're rolling a d4 minus two, that means you need a four and then a two back in it in order to succeed. Here's the catch. Player characters are special. They don't just roll one die, they also roll a wild die with it. Wild die is always, almost always a six-sider. There's a few special rules where you might do something different. But it's almost always a six-sider, and you just take the better of the two rolls. So it's geared towards the heroes succeeding. It's very much geared oh, okay. towards the heroes It's more of a succeeding. story. Generally, you're not going to roll if it's unless something bad could happen, right? Unless yeah. it's going to be interesting if they're failure. Again, Fast Fury is fun. Most of the time, you know, players say, okay, I'm going to go do this. And you say, okay, you do that, and then what happens, right? You don't want to waste time fuzzling around with the nitty-gritty when you can be advancing the story and getting to the things that you really care about. So it's not hard to care. How long do you think to make a character? I think we could probably do one in about 15 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. That fast. That, yeah. So you now, does it, give up, does it give up depth or the depth of a character for the can. small? Yeah. yeah, and I say 15 minutes because I know the system pretty well. So the first time that somebody was creating a character, if they weren't real familiar with the system, they're going to be reading a lot more than I would be, right? Because yeah, but I mean, in general, you know, yeah. once you get it going. Right. So, but You always add time for the new players or right. first-time so, players. So, I mean, here's the whole creation summary, right? It's, it's one page. You can't really oh, see okay. it on camera. But, but I guess I meant, like, you can't get too 
deep with these characters. They can't build too much. Yeah. I mean, the rules. No, I, I would disagree with you. Oh, would you? Yeah, because the how thing is, dare you? <laughs> in addition to just having the skills building up, you've also got your hindrances and your edges. Don't tell and me for nine ninety nine, somebody could build a deep character and not spend at least fifty to hundred dollars. My God, Uncanny, man! Uncanny! <laughs> my God, man! And speaking as someone who writes for those sixty dollar books. Oh my God! Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that. <laughs> But no, you can. You've managed to pack quite a bit into it. Think, uh, sorry, sorry, everybody. This, so this is the Explorer <clears throat> edition. It's an older version, but they did this nice edges summary, and it's just two pages. And normally, when you build a character, one of the things you do is you pick two edges. It's part of the process. It's like skills edges. So you pick your attributes, pick your talents, or you pick your attributes, you pick your skills. But then edges are something that's special about your character, and it can be as simple as I get a plus two to using this skill, okay. right? But a lot of times it's more complicated than that. It's kind of like feats in D&D, right? And then you've also got hindrances, which can be, you know, oh, this guy's greedy. So when you role play that up, that's going to happen. Oh, okay. So there is depth to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I just thought it was like a simple character, nothing else. You can add extras. Can, right. There's, it, 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 I, like, you could make it as deep as you want with, like, nothing. You know, it's just, it's a whole story, but now you have, like, but rules. No, there's and then there's the rules to go with the story. You have is you have bennies, and bennies are your luck tokens. Um, I'm trying to remember. I, there used to be something in like third edition D and D where you could roll an extra. They die have uh, fifth edition. They have something called. Uh, yeah, they do have something called um, inspiration points or, yeah, or something. Right, inspiration. Yeah, yeah where you so can, I don't, I don't use. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't. Bennies are kind of like that. Usually, you use poker chips to track them. Yeah, that would start out with a few of them, and when something fun happens. I, the game master is supposed to give you an extra one. You know, something bad happened to your character and you played it up, get a Benny. Here, <laughs> you came up with a neat idea, you get a Benny. You made everybody crack up laughing, you get a Benny. See, yeah, I don't... My, my problem with those is sometimes a storyline or I want somebody to fail. Yeah. Or, you know, you got to drive the story. Ah, you didn't make it, you know, you, you roll bad or just nothing going to happen. Well, I'm going to lose my inspiration to... Well, now well, I got to... You can do that, but see, here's the thing I now do. I as a game master, now I got to lie again. No. <laughs> no, as a game master, when they say you fail, and they say, oh, I'm going to spend a penny, and you, then you say, you know what? I'll give you two if you don't. No, I definitely want to do that. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to give my players any more. Maybe you got to spend some time with my group, because they're ridiculous, so... <laughs> if there's some minor rule violation or... Something that oh the spirit of the law and the letter of the law yeah these no, guys I get that. yeah these guys I get are that. these but, guys are uh, way one way or the other on it to their advantage but anyway go ahead but that's I mean, that's part of the game the Benny flow yeah and that's it makes the characters feel more heroic but it also the bad guys get Bennies too right well so you've got two kinds of bad guys you've got your extras who are you know they get a solid hit they're done. But then you also have your wild cards. Just like the PCs are wild cards, you can have villain wild cards. Mm. And the villains get bennies. And they get extra wounds. They're harder to kill. They get extra abilities to offset the player's abilities. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, so it adds some depth. The other thing that's kind of interesting is initiative is done with a deck of cards. Just normal playing cards. Uh, goes in descending order from ace down to deuce. And that determines the order to act. Everybody gets dealt a card. And then there's edges, like I said, I was talking about the edges. Mm -hmm. There's edges that can affect your card draw. I, so, 
kind of like that, but it kind of goes away from. I, could, I don't think I could use that in D and D, but I like that idea. You know, yeah, you couldn't easily do it in D and D. Not in fifth edition, the way initiative is set up. But this is pretty dramatic, and it's a nice no. way of tracking who's gone and who hasn't, because you just have people pass their card in as they act, and then that way you're looking around the table, going, "Okay." Well, that would be easier. Like, yeah. I mean, I got a chart that does it. Yeah, I do the same thing when I'm running fifth edition. I've got little stand-ups for everybody and nah, shuffle I just them all the time. Mark it off. And Fair enough. They tell me some ridiculous numbers. I don't believe them. Like, <laughs> I put them where I want them to be. And there you go. They don't know any better. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> a terrible DM. I just don't have time for you people. But uh, yeah, the Bennies sound good. Uh, it sounds. I don't know. And the other, Are you seen? Well, go ahead. No. So when you're playing. Like I said, you always need a four to succeed, but sometimes you'll have modifiers that add a bonus to your roll or yeah. a penalty that subtracts from the roll, but the goal is almost always a four. That's not a bad system. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I'm, now that I'm hearing more and more about systems, I didn't, I played a few other games, but I sure. didn't play a lot of smaller games like that or, or like not as popular or just not mainstream or I, maybe I wasn't nerdy enough to get into those, <laughs> but the more I, I, I read about or hear about you guys saying uh, the solid number, like the one I know that I liked was uh, all flesh must be eaten. You need an eight or better to succeed. Yeah. I thought that was unique to them, but the more systems I see with that, you need a four, you need a sure. six. Well, that, that simplifies it so much. Because Shadowrun then, does that yeah. after from fourth edition on. Uh, most of White Wolf or yep, those their systems have done. It's that just D and D and D is the one that doesn't. Yeah. But D and D is D and D. You know that's a totally well, different monster. Yeah, anything percentile is its own shtick too. Right? Yeah, so like Call of Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's but then that's made for that. It's that yeah. system fits. But mm-hmm. I, I'm I do like once I understood that too that there is no. It's almost I came from a complicated system and I couldn't <laughs> understand a simple system. So this backwards way of like oh well here's a simple system and then oh man and then here's a more complicated I'm you, the system. The first time I tried to play do stuff around with fate, it just about broke my head because fate? there wasn't enough math involved. Yeah. That's just a plus or minus, there, right? Isn't it? Kind of. Because <laughs> they have specific fate dice, and I always look at them; they're either blank or got well, a plus out of. Well, you roll a set of four of them, uh-huh. and this, so there's a plus and minus, and you add the four together to determine. But you're you're starting off with one attribute, and then it's a question of does it get better or worse. But instead of just using numbers, do you remember uh, Marvel superheroes back in the day? Yeah. How you re- incredible was better than remarkable. And then you had good yes. and typical. Yeah. And they all had numbers. Don't know values, why that didn't work out. You had to know what adjective was better than what ad- yeah, adjective. Yeah, just set out it. Yeah, fate does that as well. Oh, no. Yeah, that, uh, that made me a little crazy at the first no, time. No, numbers are good. I, mean, I, I like numbers. They're yeah. old or they work. <laughs> <laughs> they're very solid. <laughs> they're not going anywhere. But, uh, yeah, that's cool. Well, I hope you. I, I I knew when you started, you said hey, I want to try a couple games, and then yeah, you had no one, and then yeah, you know that's what I kind of expected. Yeah, right? and then I mean, uh, a couple of people showed up, more people. What's you got yeah. a solid group now? I've had a decent turnout lately. Yeah, ranging from uh, three or four people on up. Yeah, so that's not bad. The and then, last one we ran was Octum Cthulhu, mm-hmm. which is a Modifius com- company that just came out with that new Star War- Star Trek game. Star Trek uh, and Vampire, right? And. So Octon Cthulhu was something they'd started on Kickstarter a few years back, and that's basically uh, your soldiers fighting in World War II, and, oh, it turns out the Nazis are partnering with Cthulhu cultists. They'll be fine. Summoning the elder gods. Yeah, <laughs> They'll <hey>. be fine. <laughs> so you're working behind enemy lines and trying to take down, trying to prevent the apocalypse, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's through Savage World too. That's yeah, a, a Savage. It's also oh, that's the one you ran. I'm sorry, that's one I ran out on you a minute. Uh, yeah. yeah, but 
uh, Modifius publishes it both for Call of Cthulhu Worlds and Savage Worlds. So if you buy the main book, yeah, either see, way, yeah, and I think they've got a fade edition yeah, as well. I, the more I learn, like, I'm like, I'm glad I'm doing these podcasts with different people to see yeah. different games because now I know, like, Savage Worlds, I kind of understood it, like the way you had it, you wrote for it, and mm-hmm. you did all this, and you know we have it so now i now that i've actually sat down and talked to you where i focused you know instead of you'll say something i'm like doing 10 different things and i'm like okay now i know what we need and where sure. it goes and what it does and, you know sometimes i'm i'm not too smart yeah, I think sometimes you've got uh, copies of low life too another cleveland guy that's andy hop's book mm-hmm. yeah savage world that mm-hmm. low life yeah the post-apocalyptic. Yes, post-apocalyptic. you can you can play a Twinkie in you whole life. You can, can. play a, a, a radio a cream fillion. Yeah, a cream fillion. A radioactive Twinkie can be or your just character. a pile of poop. Yeah, poop and uh, cockroaches. Yes, it's the guy's just. It's amazing, man. He's just. Yeah, he's I, out there. I know he's got to get out more or something. <laughs> he's take some pills. Or I don't know what's going on. But he, a good writer. It's good oh, to yeah. read his stuff, it's man. Hysterical. He is creative. Is yeah, it's funny. He's creative, and it, I love his artwork because it's so goofy, but at the same time dark and. And, and one of my favorite puns in one of his books, I think, was uh, instead of pirates, they were price of corn <laughs> because it was buccaneer. Buccaneer, yeah, that's yeah. He does that con, yeah. con on a cob. On right, yeah. I don't know what his fascination with corn is. I, I, don't, I, I know. don't know. He must have got lost in a cornfield. <laughs> Very possible. <laughs> Talking about, it, he's going to write me a nasty letter. <laughs> but uh, well, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you came in, John. Yeah. Well, one of the other the... things, like I said, with that Kickstarter that they did. Um, Pinnacle is releasing and having their licensees release jump starts for a lot of their new settings. And what the jump start gives you is a little background on the setting and some characters and a short adventure. So what I'm hoping to do is grab some of those jump starts. A few of them just came out in the first batch and start using those for these one-shot adventures that I'm running every couple of weeks. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, I know one that came out that looks absolutely hysterical is... Trailer Park Shark Attack. <laughs> yes, exactly. Josh, you in on that? <laughs> trailer Park Shark Attack? Yeah, it basically looks like Sharknado set in a trailer park. Yeah, and <laughs> you just get a stack of characters, and it's pretty much expected that they're all going to die. It's just a question of what interesting way each of them are going to die. <laughs> Put you down for a spot, Josh? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Good. Yeah, we'll just we'll schedule. We'll have it on Facebook schedule and our yeah. our, our internet. Yeah, our know. next one's our February inter- February third. I think I'm running uh, Fifty Fathoms, which is the fantasy pirate game. Yes. Okay. Well, that's cool. But yeah, check our website for it and the interweb and just listen to what's going on. I also uh, I've been posting them to Meetup as well. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. There's a yeah, Cleveland tabletop about... group there, and so uh, had Cleveland a few people tabletop. come in that way. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, see, I don't meet up. We tried, but it was. I think the, oh, that's another. I mean, there's nothing wrong with meet up at all. It's just it's not good for stores. I don't think it it's, doesn't funnel into Facebook as well. I'd, no, it I'd doesn't. Like it it's if the very two websites yeah. Interfaced and it's very. Don't. It's a cool idea. It's very specific, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't work for say us because it, it doesn't. That, yeah, that I found an existing community with some people who are interested in playing. I would love to. Yeah. you know, bring that community into us. Exactly. You know, hey, come on in. You know, and. uh but it's just, it's so, I get so much going on all the time. And, I hear you. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like you we were talking about yesterday when we were talking on our podcast that uh, we have so much going on lately. And new uh, new websites, not new website. Actually, you are working on a new website, aren't you? We have to get the name changed or different. 
He's looking at me crazy. Yeah, yeah, he does. So, he you know, always yeah, looks at you crazy. Yeah, we have, we have a bunch of streams going on. We have paints. We have contests. We have, you know, all these other. It's just crazy with the new year coming in and, you know, new faces in and out and, you know, changing a lot. But that's cool. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll get Great. more people, more advertising. Yeah. And uh, anything else, John? Any last words? think so nothing nothing about fantasy flights <laughs> john came in you listen to our podcast today and john came in he goes you know i f- i find it very offensive that you guys didn't think that fantasy flight role for good role playing games like well john and then i'm thinking in my head oh crap john works for what uh, writes for fantasy <laughs> flights he writes for fantasy <laughs> flights. Right. 50 books for them by now <laughs> call out nate's nate's how dare you <laughs> Yeah, so but, I worked on uh, <laughs> their Warhammer 40K line. I yeah. worked on uh, the Star Wars line rather extensively. Uh, I've worked okay, on well, Star Wars is good. All right, Star Wars is good RPG. Okay, okay that one is good. Uh, maybe I, we were I, maybe we're focused on. I think, let me check the books, John. Make sure you didn't write for any of the stuff we were criticizing next time. Let's see. We're gonna make I mad. think you might have liked the war, some of the Warhammer 40K RPG games too. As I never recall I ran uh, the Imperial Guard one. Yeah, you, you did. You did. You I like, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I just don't know. Maybe it was marketing. I don't know. John. Uh, I don't know, John. You came in, you threw the gauntlet down on the desk. <laughs> you were like offended. You didn't. You just wanted to come back and make it known that <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It, John. <laughs> I just totally funny. It was, it was funny because you said something. I'm like, why would you be mad? I'm like, oh my god, he writes for them. <laughs> I forgot we actually have somebody who writes for these companies. <laughs> just the calendar. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I'm pretty scary, man. I'm talking to Nate. Nate, we'd like to bring in John Dunn. I want you to tell him why his game sucks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. day, man, people have whatever opinion they want about my stuff as long as they bought it first. <laughs> well, you see, you had all of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Except for, uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. I, I totally forgot. It's like, oh, my God. Anyway, well, thanks for coming in, John. Absolutely. Talking thanks about Savage World. If, uh, what day do you do? Sundays? Sundays. So Sundays. February 3rd is the next one, and uh, then pretty much every two weeks. Just open game. You come in. Yeah. Don't need anything. No. no provide yeah. everything. Yeah, so I if mean, anybody's out there wants to. People have dice. That's awesome, but that's about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, dice. Yeah, that's so, you know. But we sell dice. Yes, you do. Right there. So, uh, yeah, come on in uh, if you want to try out Savage Worlds, and uh, John will take care of you. That's on a Sundays. But uh, call first. Don't, like, bring 10 people because that might overwhelm them, or maybe not. Nah, I can handle that. Detail 10. All right, we'll see. That. Josh, let's get a... The gauntlet has been thrown. The gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> let's see if we can actually run it. Ka-ding! people in I want to play this game. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming, John, again. And uh, if you guys like us, just like us on Facebook. Oh, man. I keep forgetting. All the social media. All the social media. Just type in Immortals, Inc., and we'll pop up. Check out some of our streams on board games, 40K, role playing, uh, Magic the Gathering. I'm trying to get uh, some other stuff going on. We have painting. Con- we have a painting contest coming in. Do you paint? Oh, I do really badly. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a try. I'm going to paint, <laughs> and I'm not very good. But uh, yeah, we got that. So just go, you know, immortalsinkonline.com. It's a website. Uh, give us a call, 216-712-7169. Jeez, oh, Pete, man, I am tired, dude. I've been up. You need some dew. Uh, I got so, well, 
Final note, I, 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 did you see what I bought yesterday? I saw the Dragon. The Dragon yes, number one magazine. Very Pretty pro- I'm, I'm very jealous. Kind of a big deal now. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> so I got a Dragon number one, so I'm like so thrilled about it. So I'm going to go have a frame, put it in my living room like a total nerd. And uh, I couldn't sleep last night for whatever reason. And Because uh, someone was breaking in to steal his Dragon. Uh, no, oh, please, John. <laughs> you, you know how that'll go. So... Uh, I got bored and I went upstairs. I'm like, I'm going to go check my collection. <laughs> and I just started going through stuff. And I, I had, I've been buying stuff like our attic. I turned into like a little like showroom or storage area for my personal collection. I have so much stuff up there. <laughs> I'm like, what, how did, what, and you could see where I piled it on the, the cause I got to go up in the attic and the attic's finished. And I, I just put it at the edge of the attic. I go, I'll get in a minute. Well, I got all these little piles of stuff. I'm going to get in a minute. And I'm like, Oh my God. I have a lot of stuff here. There's some valuable stuff, some cool stuff here. I gotta, I gotta put this up and figure. Because I bought, like, I bought doubles. Like, why do I have two of these? You know, Carlos. <laughs> so tonight, I was grabbing. I said, "Oh, I'll grab some Savage Worlds books just to have them there, right?" Uh-huh. So I go downstairs because I have my basement, like you have your attic, uh-huh. and thought, "Oh, I'll just grab a couple." And I'm going. I know I have this one. I have no idea where it is. And then you know, I'm going through stuff. I'm like. Why do I have three copies of this book? <laughs> I didn't work on it. These aren't comp copies. I bought three copies. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, I purchased this. You don't think my problem is I'm buying lots of stuff. Like, I want one or two things in it. And I'm like, well, f- you know, for the extra money, you know, you'll get an auction or the guy just wants to get rid of it. Okay. So now I got two things, but now I got five things of what I already have. So, and then yeah. I just never get rid of them. My so. problem is I'm a hoarder. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, that could be. I find myself trying not to be. Yeah, I like try I, not to be. I just fail miserably. I go with the three-time rule. If I can move it three times or I don't know what to do with it, it's out. I'm especially, I'm really good at that. I'm thinking about Cyrus, the dog. I've had to move him three times. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, he's, a, he's on the one move. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Well, thanks a lot, John. See you guys later. Bye. <laughs>